Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey. And uh, before we deep dive too far into our episode today, make sure you go check out natebailey.org, my website, uh, with all the different programs that we have, live events, blog posts, as well as a free copy of my audiobook, 100 Mile Mindset. Get Grab your copy there for free, as well as uh, all of the other episodes that we've had over the past three years uh, doing this podcast on a consistent basis. Had, have had incredible guests all the way through, uh, including today's guest, Mr. Daniel Woodruff, a.k.a. The Gun Doctor. You can check out Daniel on his YouTube channel. He's got an incredible YouTube channel. He's got some other things in the works as well to potentially have his own real live TV show. So I'm excited to see if that comes to fruition for him. We talked just a little bit about that today. Uh, but the YouTube channel is simply Gun Doctor TV. You can find him on all the different social media platforms as well, just into that same uh, name or tag, Gun Doctor TV. Uh, Daniel was a fellow competitor and contestant with me on the Surviving Man reality TV show, which, as we're recording this right today, is due to come out officially on Roku, Amazon. It'll be on YouTube as well and many other media channels. Um, just here in a few days. It's July 1st and it, it, it's going to air live July 3rd, 2021, depending on when you listen to this. So what an incredible show with former Navy SEAL Don Mann and Randy Couture, who's a former UFC six-time world champion. We're both the hosts of this show uh, that I think you really will enjoy. So I, I encourage you to go check out Surviving Man as well. But uh, without any further ado, I want to introduce you to uh, my friend, and uh, the one and only powerful gun doctor, Daniel Woodruff. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, we got my man, Daniel Woodruff, a.k.a. the Don Gun Doctor. Uh, check him out on his YouTube channel. It's, uh, what is it again, exactly? Uh, gun Doctor TV. TV, yeah, that's right. Okay, so Gun Doctor TV, you got to go check him out. Give him, hit him a su- subscribe uh, and, uh, he's got some awesome content, but we met, uh, we met at the, the reality TV show surviving man that we were contestants on 
Yeah. Um, you know, that was at the time of this, um, in May of 2021 out at the, um, uh, front site firearms training center, uh, hosted by Don Mann, a former Navy SEAL uh, Team Six member, and uh, Randy Couture, a UFC uh, former six-time world champ. So uh, it was awesome. Um, and so now we're we're linking up here to uh, to connect afterwards. Uh, the show is about as as of right now, as we're recording this, is is due to air here in just a few days on July third of this year. So. Um, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing yeah. great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh well, those we'll workout routines and yeah. staying in shape and yeah, that's good. Yeah. We, uh, we all, you know, it was a lot of physical stuff inside of the show. So you know, Don man leading up to it was telling us, Hey, we need to be working out doing this and that. And I think some of us were getting a little scared on like what was all going to be entailed <laughs> and we got our butts in gear. And, uh, so it's been good because a lot of us are continuing to keep our butts in gear uh, and take care of our bodies, which is important anyway. So good catalyst to keep it going, right? Absolutely. It was a wake up call. Yeah. 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 And we all need that from time to time for sure. Um, well, real quick, before we get too much into more about you and, and uh, what you're up to, and I'm sure we'll talk about the show a little bit here and what you're doing. And, and uh, um, I always like to ask this question, uh, of all my guests we've had, I don't know exactly where we're at, 260, 270 episodes, something that uh, it's like basically almost exactly a three-year anniversary for me uh, right now in July of 2018 is when I started this show. So um, we've been going going at it for a while and uh, I've stuck to it, which I think is in, you know, whether it's YouTube or any type of show, um, you know, the ones that actually stick to it and, and play the long game are the ones that usually see the best results. So sometimes it's hard and frustrating in the beginning when you're not getting those views, you're not getting the downloads, feel like no one's listening or watching. It's like, what am I doing this for? But uh, if you play the long game and, and commit to it and stick it out, uh, the results are bound to happen at some point, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But back to, back to my question here, championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? I think it means, okay, for me, I was a, I was a fight coach for an MMA fight team. Which is awesome. And yeah, that was, uh, what a great experience. Uh, the guys in the MMA, MMA world are just super, super cool people. I think leadership means for me being able to get out there and lead by example, uh, not necessarily being a, a boss with a whip, but being the person leading the charge. It's setting an example and uh, being a role model for others to follow. Yeah, 100%. That's a huge part of it, right? And there's a lot of leaders out there that, um, you know, they want you to do as they say and not necessarily as they do. And I think that's a that's a huge, like if there's, you know, a top three or five characteristics of championship leadership, uh, being the example set, being the standard, setting the standard, not just the minimum standard or the minimum required, but, but setting that standard and being that standard as a leader is, is, uh, if not at the top, very close to the top for me, for sure. So yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Um, totally. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about 
um, you know, who you are and what you, your journey and path is. Obviously, I know you, you just mentioned, uh, that you, that MMA was a part of your life for, for a while. And, and, yeah. uh, but yeah, just kind of give us a little background on you and the path that you've taken to where you are today and what it is that you're up to today. Well, I've worn many hats over the years. I've been a police officer. I, uh, I flown planes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I grew up on a farm. So you still fly. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while. Uh, I'm still, I'm still, uh, talking those hours in. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I grew up on a farm. So, and you live where Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. You're a bourbon guy. Uh, yeah. Occasionally. Uh, occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, Usually on occasions. Um, I hate the feeling of a hangover the next day. So I try to, the older we get, right. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, the older we get, you know, that's a, that's another reason. See, I quit fighting in 2009 and you know, my body just wasn't bouncing back as fast and the injuries were, you know, taking a little longer and I just, you know, when it's time, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, it's just something that comes with age and it it might be a hard pill to swallow, but you know, every man reaches that. It's hard to, to say, to step away. Right. Uh, you see a lot of fighters that stay in the game too long. You know, I listen to Joe Rogan quite a bit. He talks about this, this particular topic quite a bit with UFC guys. He's like, man, he just hates to see the guys that can't step away and quit and they stay in it, you know, two, three fights too long and end up like not being the same ever again because of it. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know. I think I enjoyed teaching and being a coach more than I did actually fighting. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the rush of it. I enjoyed uh, the adventure that it that it brought, but shaping uh, new fighters and instilling that sense of martial arts honor because you know I started martial arts when I was a wee little one, and it's always been a part of my life. But instilling that in, in new martial artists and watching them grow and develop, it's just uh, something awesome about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you, you go from that, you're coaching some MMA and, uh, and, and now what are you up to? What are you doing? Um, the YouTube thing, um, <laughs> guns have always been a part of my life, you know, yeah. growing up. I don't even remember how old I was when I got my first gun. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was shooting before, uh, <laughs> you know, long, long, long ago. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a, my my grandfather worked on guns. My 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 dad worked on guns. So I'm a third generation gunsmith. That's cool. And I started I started doing that when I was 14. And after I got out in law enforcement, I went back to it. And then I took a break a little while and did the MMA thing for quite a few years. And then got back into guns. And eventually, it led to Gun Doctor TV and the path I'm on now. So. What made you decide to take that path uh, to create the YouTube channel? Well, it's just a, I think it's a, a sense of uh, freedom, really. Uh, and my passion for not just the Second Amendment, the First Amendment and all the rights we have as Americans. And I wanted to, just like with the fighters, I wanted to bring new shooters in, new people that are passionate about what built America and uh, the American spirit and get people involved in guns. And it's, it's like a drug. It takes over from there. Yeah. So what are some of the cool opportunities that you get to, that you've had uh, through the, the 
uh, Gun Doctor TV. Oh, well, Surviving Man was well, Surviving one of them. Man, definitely, right? That that was one of them. Well, let's talk about that real quick. What uh yeah. what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was great. It, it it was tough. It was mentally challenging. But I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Wouldn't even hesitate. That was that was a great experience. And I got to meet a whole bunch of great like-minded people. And uh yeah, I'd do it again right now. Yeah, it was a, it was a cool experience for sure. Um, yeah, man, you were like, you know, you were just like totally upbeat and you could tell that you were definitely a gun guy and and that was fun to see and that you're passionate about it. And, and you were definitely one of the, you know, there are 32 contestants, there's 32 personalities mm-hmm. and it's always interesting to see how everybody, especially when you don't know everyone and you come together for that first time, you spend six days together. It's a competition too, right? Which brings out right. certain qualities and certain people that was interesting to see too. And, uh, but man, you were just one of those most upbeat, like just, and, and which I'm sure that's just who you are. And I can tell that, but like, yeah. <laughs> just, just, uh, you know, like, yeah, it was you're in it. It was competition. It was awesome experience for you. And you're like, you know, just just wanting everybody to succeed, I guess is the best way to say it. Like just super upbeat and picking everybody else up and cheering everybody on. And and uh and so yeah, I really appreciated that from you and you know, oh, thanks, a few others that were 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 similar in that way too. I think all in all it was a great group of people, uh, which is was. pretty amazing when you think about bringing 32 people from all across the country uh, together that it haven't met each other, you know, it could have, could have been very different, but uh, for the most part, yeah, it was, it was a cool group of people that really kind of came together pretty, pretty quickly. So that was fun. Yeah, it was. What was it like for you to have Randy Couture there being a big MMA guy? Uh, it was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Randy is such a, easy going cool guy. Isn't it? It wasn't it. Yeah. I was like, um, you know, you never know. I didn't, I I had no idea really other than what you've seen on TV and he's kind of been out of that game for a bit. Um, but yeah, like you said, super easy going, like was there the whole time. Um, yeah. Humble, like very down to earth, very easy to approach and, and talk with. And, and uh, it was just awesome. It was very cool, very refreshing to see him there and, and, and to kind of see who he is as a person uh, was cool. It was very cool. So yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's something the desert did was uh, show you who you, it really exposed who you were as a person with the challenges, the heat, the, the mental game of it. And it really brings out the best and worst in your characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. Was there, uh, was there, you know, we talked, we've talked a lot about the best and I don't think we need to name any names by any means, but did you see some of the worst in people come out a little bit? Uh, yeah, even, even in myself, really, yeah. um, at one point really? I had a whole, yeah, I had a holster malfunction and, you know, shooting's my strong point. So, okay. So you got a little frustrated. Whole, yeah. I got frustrated and, uh, <laughs> got a little mad, uh, yeah. Might've, might've cursed at the camera a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's competitiveness too. There's nothing, you know, that's understandable. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I ended up, uh, it was the holsters that had the two locks. Yeah. I ended up, yeah. A lot I of people up, had issues with that, right? Yeah. I, I ended up getting mad. I just broke the second lock off and <laughs> tossed it on the ground. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a moment for me that really, you know, it was yeah. trying, you know? 
Well, and I was one of the lefties. There was only two of us. And so we had like these, they didn't have the locks, but it was like a holster that more of a universal holster that didn't really fit the, the gun that we were using. And uh, yeah, it was like really jammed in there. And so sometimes it was hard to kind of like get it to come out smoothly. And so, but yeah, I didn't, but I, but I know that that, that particular holster you're talking about, a lot of people had issues with that. So yeah. I don't know if they ended up throwing out some of the scores. They talked about doing that. Um, so right. Yeah. They, they did talk about doing that, but who knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff they were saying were, you know, it was playing into the mind games. And so I took everything with a grain of salt that they said. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like yep. the rumors that would float around and, you know, I just kind of, cruise through and did my yeah. thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Now being a, being a left-handed shooter, most of the guns there were set up for right-handed people. Was, Which was, now, is, that an, challenge. is that an issue for you or? <laughs> yeah. Big time. Like trying to get, you know, the safety out and off, um, especially on the pistol systems that we were using because it, a lot of times it was on the, like you say, on that opposite side. So it just takes more time, especially when you're not familiar with, with the gun to, to do that just you know every little fraction of a second counts and some of those things that we were doing too so yeah. Uh, so yeah it was definitely you know i think we all uh, myself and uh the fingerless freak were the other uh was the other lefty yeah he was he was a lefty too yeah and uh and so you know we both i think rolled with it fairly well but yeah it was definitely a, uh, a challenge a lot of the uh the the uh i don't know what you call it the unisex or the ambidextrous uh weapon systems where they had it on both sides was awesome, you know, cause then if yeah. you were on a level playing field uh, for that, but, but there wasn't a lot. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of curious about that. Cause you know, I saw you had to use a different holster and all this. And I'm like, man, that's gotta be, that's gotta be a struggle. It's gotta be a challenge. Yeah. And then they didn't want us for whatever reason to use like our trigger finger to, to take off the safety. They wanted you. So you had to like reach around, reach around. Yeah. That's <laughs> all good. Yeah. yeah, super awkward and slow, right? And clunky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now, just my opinion. I think they should have set because they they are ambidextrous. The, those yeah, those handguns, and you could put that safety on the other side. Especially knowing there's only two of us, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that is what it is. It was still fun. But it was. It was still yeah. fun. What uh, What were some of your biggest takeaways or lessons from from being on the show? I need to run more. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a big one. Uh, How's it going for you? Are you running? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am now. Uh, cool. Even when I was a professional fighter, I didn't run a whole lot. I got all my cardio from the gym. I yeah. was, you know, from shadow boxing and mm. jump rope and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm really starting to enjoy long run, long distance that's running. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you knew, but I just ran a hundred miles out in Alaska and, uh, last week. And, uh, um, yeah. you know, I, I've got into the, uh, I'm not fast. I think the biggest thing that keeps people from running is they, when they start focusing on how fast or slow they're going and they really, it just like gets to them for whatever reason. If you just go out and you just like, just stay at a, a good normal pace and to where you can breathe and, and, uh, hold a conversation if you had to, um, yeah. you know, it can be enjoyable. Like go out and yeah, don't, you don't have to crush your soul every time you go out for a run, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think that's when it becomes not fun. 
exactly to be outside to be in nature to like go hit some cool trails like it's just you know you get to go out and see some places that you wouldn't otherwise see by by running so right it's cool now the run in alaska at, what's what was the temperature like there it was pretty nice it was um you know i don't know maybe got up to 70 degrees maybe um yeah it would chill down a little bit at night, maybe down to 40 or so. Um, but it never got totally dark. It was like light the whole time, which was definitely interesting. It got like for two hours, it kind of got dusky, I guess you'd say, like almost dark, but not really. And uh, yeah, uh, only for a few hours. Um, but gorgeous. I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska, but it's no. I mean, the landscape was incredible, as you can imagine just nothing for miles and miles and miles, like literally nothing out there. <laughs> right. Which was a little bit eerie too. And then, you know, on the back yeah. of my mind, I'm kind of keeping my eyes out for bears the whole time. Cause I'm like, man, I don't want to get swallowed up by a bear, but I guess that time of year, they kind of migrate. I think because the salmon are starting to the run salmon run. Time, yeah. I think they kind of had towards the rivers, although we were crossing plenty of rivers, but, um, yeah. but yeah, we didn't only one person, out of the out of the entire race i guess saw a bear somewhere um but it wasn't like it was just woods right next uh, you could see for miles and miles pretty much the whole course so yeah. keeping an eye out for, for for bear uh was a little bit of a concern but absolutely so yeah. no matter how good you are at running you're not going to outrun a bear you're not going to outrun especially <laughs> after 20 miles <laughs> 30 miles, 40 miles. Like, yeah, you're not exactly. anything. Yeah. Now, how, how long does it take a man to run a distance like that? Man, long time. For me, that's, <laughs> well, that's like, wow. Some people faster than others, but uh, typically, you know, around 30 hours for a hundred miles. Um, yeah. This one took a little longer. I, I had really bad blisters on my feet for probably the last 50 miles. Um, yeah. So I, I really was uh, forced to slow down a lot. Um, but yeah, we made it. I think we got, and it was, the elevation was pretty good out there. So a lot of Hills. Um, yeah, I think we like 36 hours for the, for the hundred this time around. Um, wow. it was 135 That's... course, but I was slowed down so much that there was no chance of me finishing in time. So we kind of, we got to a hundred, which was actually a little bit of a struggle. And, uh, and then we, uh, called it a day, uh, you know, kind of lived. Yeah another day but but that's the second time i've covered 100 miles so that that's incredible it's it's congratulations cool. that, that that's awesome yeah yeah it's uh it's it's an amazing i don't know you know not that everyone should go run 100 miles they probably shouldn't but there's something about that ex that type of experience that's uh you know you just can't get unless you go do it and it's uh yeah. a lot of things that i take from that that i carry into everything i do in, in regular life so yeah powerful. exactly now, would would you rather run in a place like Alaska or out in the Mojave Desert? <laughs> in Alaska every day, yeah. <laughs> um, that was you my know, first time in a desert. Yeah, it's cool. To, I mean, the temperatures were perfect, and just like I said, the landscape is it's hard to beat that. But I've I've had to, I've gone because of these ultra races. I've gone to all kinds of different places. I did the high desert and salt just outside of Salt Lake city on the pony express trail, completely different landscape, still really beautiful. Um, temperatures were about the same for the time of year I was there. Um, uh, you know, I've been down to Texas to called the Bandera 100 and 
that's that's like the hill country of, of Texas. And that was gorgeous and beautiful too. And then you're worried about rattlesnakes and mountain lions. <laughs> I didn't see any of those either. So luckily I haven't come across anything crazy yet, but I, I don't know. Uh, and hopefully I, I will. So knock on wood there for sure. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's cool. You know, there's just in this country alone. I mean, there's so many amazing places to go see last year. We did one in the badlands out in the, I didn't know how beautiful the badlands were out in North Dakota. Like, just amazing so yeah all kinds I, of i've never been i that, that's that's one of my places that i want to be visiting but oh yeah, yeah that's you know, for sure very cool very cool like just on and on too you know and then um just yeah beautiful parts of the country to, that a lot of people don't ever go see right so yeah yeah that's Absolutely. what i love man and uh but what about uh what about you let's let's uh let's talk a little bit more about gun doctor tv and, and and a few of the other experiences that you've had because i see you like making videos that like looks like maybe some different gun shows or or uh, uh maybe competitions stuff like that yeah uh, there's a lot of traveling involved is uh, there yeah you know of course over the past year or so that that was cut down tremendously but yeah uh like going to the nra uh show shot shows stuff like that it's just uh getting out there in the industry and meet some of the cool people that are involved. There's some of the YouTube events, like uh, the IV 88 range day. Uh, the Iraq YouTube veteran. event? Yeah. Yeah. Iraq veteran 88, 88. He's a, he's a big gun channel, uh, a couple million yeah. subscribers. And he has an annual event where other, other YouTubers just get together with the industry and we shoot the newest guns and there's a lot of machine guns and it's just, an absolute blast. Yeah. It's just sounds like it. But as far as like the shows and stuff goes, I love seeing innovation. Uh, I'm some, something of an inventor myself. I, I love to tinker and build things. Mm -hmm. um, I built a fully functional Mandalorian flamethrower. Really? Yeah. I did a video on that. And uh, like, that was one uh, of Elon Musk. No, mine was a real flamethrower. It was an actual, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an actual flamethrower. And, uh, I think I spent a good 30 hours building that and getting it right and yeah. functional. And of course the video was another six or seven hours, uh, recording different days and editing and YouTube killed it immediately. So really, oh, yeah, no it, way. It, it got a total of like 400 views, I think. And, <laughs> but that's just part of the YouTube game, but. Is there a way that you can like re-edit and re-release it? There is. Um, I try not to do things like that. Okay. But on certain videos, I think it's a viable option. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think if I would re-release it, I would edit it down some. Because um, it's a little long-winded because I talk about the science behind a flamethrower and the history of flamethrowers and stuff like that. I do a lot of historical stuff on my channel. Um, okay. Like one, one of my one of my main things with uh, gunsmithing is restoration work. I've done a lot of work for museums and stuff like that. Uh, talking old guns, like French Indian trade rifles and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And just restoring them and getting them back in working order. So I, I love history and I love the history of firearms. And I think it's just what I'm trying to do on my channel is just share my passion. Yeah. 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 And I'm, yeah, it comes through on, on the videos that I've seen. Um, so 
you know, that's, uh, I think that's one thing that you can't fake, right? Like, you know, kind of yes. like, uh, you know, go back to the show, like you can tell who are the real people and, and who are less, uh, I guess, I guess real, there's another word I'm, that's on the tip of my tongue that I can't. Authentic. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That was exactly the word I was looking for. Less authentic, <laughs> right. Um, you just, you can just, you just know it. We all know it. We all have that like meter yeah. in our, in our, in our soul that we like, you know it when you see it and uh, it definitely comes across for you inside of your videos. So that's, that's awesome. Keep doing that. Right. Some of the videos, like my last video are just goof videos. Um, like I had, a, I had two high points that were in a house fire. Yeah. And one of them, it was completely trashed, but the yeah. other one I got, I got it operational and okay. we actually did a video. We shot it and I wanted to do something else to try to stop these. So we made some thermite. And yeah. That you made was, it uh, yourself? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I saw that video. I, I was like, Oh, he's like, what's going on here? Or I saw like, hey. a trailer for it or whatever. Like, uh, melted yeah, it, it, it melted down yeah it's uh it's uh pretty interesting uh yeah. four thousand degrees has a strange effect on things yeah i imagine right <laughs> <laughs> that's cool it's good that yeah it's fun you know you gotta have fun too like you yeah said. absolutely what's uh what's what's the vision for you uh uh with with your channel and everything that you are looking to do and the message that you're communicating um you know, near future, even what's, where do you want to go? What do you, where do you want to take things with, with the gun doctor TV in the next five years? I, I just want to keep growing it. And eventually my, my end goal is to host an actual TV show. Okay. To host a uh, gun related TV show. And uh, I can't give too many details, but that actually might be happening. I was going to so, say, do you got some plans to make that happen? Is that something you've had to be, I do. And proactive uh, on, or is it something that's came to you or how does uh, that I've been proactive about it. Yeah. Uh, I found in life that if you want to pursue anything, it's not just going to get handed to you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes hard work and dedication. All right. Yeah. So, Ooh, man. So you got I some things in the works you're saying. I, I got some things in the works and uh, I've talked to some people who can make things happen. And I think, uh, I think some things are getting ready to roll out. So that's exciting, bro. Nice. Can't wait to uh, hear about it. That'd be great. Yeah. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, good for you, man. Um, what's uh, uh, this question I like to ask and we can kind of start to wrap it up here a little bit, but what's, what's a point in your life where kind of a critical moment where kind of those cr uh, fork in the road, you know, had you made a different decision in life, could have you in a very different place. Um, obviously, you made the decision that you did that has you where you are today. But yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of people, especially nowadays, uh, with the last year and a half that we've had of the pandemic and the hardships because of that and the lockdown and just all the stuff that it's been a challenge uh, for a lot of people. And they're in that moment now trying to decide which way to go. Is there a moment or two that you can share with us? Of um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the the biggest moments in my life was when I decided to stop being a police officer. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I love uh, investigating. Uh, I was on the SRT team as a sharpshooter and I, I love being able to help people in need. So when, when I decided to stop being a police officer, it was a, it was a decision I made with my wife because 
the job was affecting my relationship. I've been with my wife for 18 years now. And, uh, you know, it's a, I've been, I've been in it for the long haul. And, uh, so I made the decision to, uh, leave that field. And if I hadn't, you know, I don't know where my life would be at right now. Yeah. Right. You know, I might be a, a single man and all fat and sitting in front of a cat yeah. or sitting in front of a TV or, you know, yeah. who knows, who knows where those paths lie. So that was one of the big critical moments in my life that really led me to where I am now. What was the decision there for you? Why, why did you, why did you want to leave? Well, it, it was, uh, it was causing a friction. It was causing a wall between my wife and I. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I decided, you know, my wife was more important than, mm-hmm. than what yeah. I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the best decisions I ever made, you know, we have a, we have a beautiful family. I have a 17 year old daughter that I'm currently teaching to drive. And <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, and a 14 year old son. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's great. How old are you? And, uh, 38. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're all super involved in everything I do. Um, we're really tight knit. Um, they're all shooters. Yeah. And my son, he's at the same age I was when I started training as a gunsmith and now he's, he's passionate about it. So, uh, I think the trade's going to pass on another generation. That's that's really awesome. Are you guys hunters? Do you hunt? Yes. Um, now I haven't got to hunt the past few years as much as I'd like to. But yeah, I grew up hunting. Um, hunting was actually a part of my survival growing up, you know, yeah. living out in the rural area that I live in. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So hunting supplemented our food. So it was something that was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar for, for my, our family growing up as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what hunt anything and everything or. Yeah. Um, a lot of deer hunting. Uh, I like squirrel and rabbit hunting too. You got whitetail down in Kentucky? Oh yeah. 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 There, there are so many deer here. It's, really? uh, it's really dangerous to drive here because the, wow. the sheer amount of deer wow. I've lost four vehicles to deer. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there's seven in my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, it, it's nothing to drive a mile and, see 15 deer along that mile it's yeah there's a ton of them because kentucky where i live at you know there's a lot of grassy fields there's a lot of hay there's Mm -hmm. a lot of woods Mm -hmm. so it's a perfect place for them to grow and thrive yeah yeah uh deer hunting something i like i want to get involved in is uh is dangerous hunt i want to i want to go hunt a grizzly bear yeah Uh, Yeah. that's something I've, i've always wanted to do yeah. So if I ever make a trip to Alaska, that's, yeah, that's good probably why I want to be there. Yeah. yeah. And do you follow Cam Haynes at all? Uh, I've seen some of it. Yeah. The bull I, hunter, but yeah. Yeah. Um, he just did a grizzly hunt in Alaska and uh, the thing came after him. Like he, he, I, <laughs> what I understand, I don't know if you saw the story, he hit it, he hit it well. And, but it was, t- it was taking a little longer than usual for it to die. And, uh, they found it kind of bedded up in some brush and <laughs> he got a little too close. They had one last burst coming after him. And so his guides like, uh, had yeah. it off with, 
with the gun a few few different times, but uh, that would have been a little bit hairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, grizzlies are tough. Yeah. They're and huge too. <laughs> when, when they get injured, they go into this enraged berserk mode. And Survival mode, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It would be and, an incredible hunt though. Yeah. It, it would be. It would be. And I would like to go to Africa and do some hunting too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of game over there that I would, like. I would like to try some mills, you know? <laughs> All right. All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, awesome, man. What, uh, let's wrap this up with one last final question um, that I'd like to ask if there are one or two things that you could uh, tell the listeners that if they were to implement in their life today, it would help move their life forward uh, today. What would that be? Go for it. Yeah. Whatever it is you're doing, put the doubt aside and go for it. The only way to achieve goals or anything really is to go for it and not give up. Mm -hmm. Don't quit. No matter how tough it gets, no matter how bleak it looks, go for it. 100%. Yeah, I love that. Just like you, just like what you're doing is going for it. How did you, one last, I kind of lied, one last question here. How did you yeah. hear about the Surviving Man? How did that come across your, your table? Uh, it was a, it was a newsletter in my email from Big okay. Daddy Unlimited. That's what I hear. Most a, people is either Big Daddy or Front Sight. Um, the only reason I heard about, I had never heard of Big Daddy, to be honest. Uh, I'm not yeah. super into the gun world, but yeah, I just knew Don. Don was on my podcast a, a year and a half ago. So I was following him and he posted a video about it. And so I was like, oh, this looks awesome. Very now, cool. when when you uh, applied to be on the show, did you expect to get on? No, nah, I didn't. No, not really. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't have any. I didn't have any expectations. I don't know. Part of me did. I guess maybe part of me thought because I did have a relationship with Don that that might help. I also yeah. thought that it might hurt me. Like. Might <laughs> right. not want me on because you know, because I know him, right? So right. I show I some favoritism or something. Yeah, but, I, but I think yeah. that probably helped. You know, yeah. Um, looking back, there are a few others that kind of had some, uh, you know, like uh, um, shoot him. His name's but his uh, what the heck's his name? Uh, Hawks Lance. Still- Lance, thank you. Lance Burton. Yeah, Lance Burton. They wrote a book together. So, I mean, yeah, obviously sure did. <laughs> I didn't and, realize uh, that until Don and Lisa on. had done some work together. Yeah, they worked together. So, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. does pay to, pay to know people. So, it does. Uh, now, I, I didn't know Don. Uh, okay. I literally submitted a 40 second video. Yeah. And it was, it was just me being me i was being goofy i was like yeah. you know talking about my tactical beard and stuff and <laughs> i love it yeah so they got a hold of me pretty quick and i was like wow. yeah it was the same was thing like, for okay. me it was within a few weeks after you know because by the time i saw it and applied it was pretty short it was a few weeks later and they were like hey you're, you're on i was like wow yeah. cool. nice so yeah. well what are a few ways we can follow you and and uh obviously um youtube channel but yeah mention that again and you know how can we follow you on social media or you got a website anything like that uh website is in the works okay that's something i've slacked on yeah. uh but i am i'm all over social media gun doctor tv all one word and uh you'll see my ugly mug on there with the tactical beard i guess tactical beard that's right all right beautiful <laughs> man well i appreciate you coming on today and uh excited to see the show and how that all turns out and uh we'll definitely uh, stay in touch for sure. So have a great day, man. Thanks for having me on.
In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriages never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader. 